evening, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson coming to you with an episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Coming to you at about 1230 at night on Thursday morning following a Mavericks loss at home to the Boston Celtics. 109 to 103. Uh, this was the, I guess, the technical second, but really third game the Mavericks have played without Luka Doncic. And, you know, before we talk about some of the more frustrating elements of the game, I think we should hop into really what, uh, you know, probably the key takeaway. Uh, Chris Tapps Porzingis is really good. Um, I've been pretty hard on him, and this was an outstanding game from him. Uh, while he didn't shoot the ball particularly well, uh, once he got past an initial shooting slump, he moved towards the basket real well. He kicked out for a pair of threes, which got the Mavericks going early. And he probably had his best off-the-dribble game that he's had this season. Uh, I've been pretty critical of the post-ups and some of the decisions that he makes going left. But this was a game where he really looked in control, where he looked confident. And if anything, the Mavericks should have gone to him a few more times. I know that he has really talked about you know shots coming within the process. And I understand that, but there was just it was it was a little frustrating late in the game when he didn't see the ball as much as uh, I felt like he could have. He also rebounded the ball really well. I suppose it's not too terribly hard when both teams shoot abysmally from the floor, but he was the clear Mavericks rebounder. And then you know, lastly, he was absolutely outstanding at, at the rim defense. Uh, he only recorded three blocks. But he was really all all over the, the, the floor around the rim and really got into certain Celtics' heads. Um, Kimball Walker obviously was the one who really wasn't phased by much, but the rest of the Celtics were kind of, really kind of concerned when, when Porzingis were there. In fact, the Mavericks team at a whole as a whole had 10 blocks, which is uh, pretty outstanding. The other thing that I think we should you know really commend the team for was after Walker scored 16 points in the first quarter, the Mavericks blanked him in the second by sending a double. And a really hard double. Uh, the, the Celtics are one of the, uh, in terms of turnover percentage, they are third in the league turning the ball over on only 13.2% of, 13 of their possessions. Only the Blazers and the Mavericks are better. And the fact that the Mavericks got the Celtics to cough up the ball 15 times is really impressive. Um, you know, a little frustrating that they didn't do anything with it. But in terms of what you know, you're looking for out of out of a team defense, this was an effort that was uh, solid. I'd like to see them try, you know, some of these these more aggressive coverages more often. I think uh, I'd really like to hear the Mavericks coaches talk a little bit about why they go so conservative now and then uh, with the lineups that they have, because I think uh, you know, seeing some of these guys, it really provides the team some energy when they get these turnovers, and it's it's just it's, it was nice to watch tonight. Uh, when it was working for the Mavericks. Um, past those things, uh, you know, the, the turnovers uh, by the Celtics, the, the pretty good team defense, and Porzingis, um, that really just leaves Seth Curry as a, as a you know, a strong plus. He was effective off the dribble. He was effective off the catch. And, you know, coming off the bench, he was pretty important to kind of keeping the Mavericks steady. Um, I... It's hard to be critical of his usage because he feels like a guy who, when his shot is going, you just want to feed him. But you know the fact is he's a six foot three point guard, and it's it's a little bit challenging to get him the ball, you know, within the flow of their offense unless they're really hunting for shots. And again, uh, the Mavericks have talked about how they're just not interested in doing that. 
Um, the bad of the game, you know, guys, you got to hit your shots. You know, with Brunson and Hardaway were combined 8 of 30. Hardaway is now 5 of 27 over his last two games. Uh, he just couldn't find the rim or bottom of the net at any point. He found the rim a lot. That was for certain. And, and you know, when the team as a whole just can't, you know, hit these open looks, they're not going to win. Uh, the Celtics out-rebounded, out-shot, and I think they, you know, they did not assist the Mavericks, but they really just, just you know, beat the Mavericks in, in the margins just enough to where Dallas didn't have much of a chance late in the game once once the Celtics pulled ahead by six or so. Um I don't really know what to say beyond that because you know you're going to have games where guys don't hit their shots. I don't really love the usage of both Brunson and Wright. Uh Wright was too, you know, kind of caught up in his inability. He doesn't really like to shoot. He doesn't like the hunt for a shot. And Brunson, you know, just couldn't connect. There's really no other way to put it. A lot of the shots that he took were good looks, but they were just terrible. Uh, he passed the ball really well. He had 11, 11 assists, some really great finds in the first quarter and in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, though, he lost his mind again uh, with some really bad turnovers like he had in the Heat game. And I, I was just, I'm just surprised to see some of these turnovers because he just loses the ball. Uh, having, you know, the, the box score says he only has three. I counted four. Um, and in a game where the Mavericks only had seven, uh, it's, it's just a rough way to go. Um, you know, beyond that, I, I, there, there's not a ton to talk about with this game. You know, Dwight Powell had a really confusing game. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a on the record fan of not really understanding, you know, in game what he's doing. That's so awesome. But, you know, over the long haul, it's been proven that, you know, he's pretty effective for the Mavericks offense. I'm just it, it felt like a game tonight where he just didn't have it and the Mavericks had to keep going to him uh, for for whatever reason. Um, you know, this is it's one of these losses that, you know, you're going to look back down the road and maybe be a little frustrated that. But you know, when you don't have Luka Doncic, you know, every you know shot of the win and not getting it is a little frustrating. But again, they don't have their, you know, MVP caliber player in Luka. So, you know, taking too much away from this game is probably, you know, not, we, we shouldn't do it. You know, the, this was a tough stretch. We knew the fact that they got that win over Milwaukee uh, the other night is, is pretty incredible in retrospect. They're going to be playing a uh, um, 76ers team on Friday, which just fell to the heat. And they're probably pretty, they're going to, they're going to want to take it to the Mavericks and their length is really going to drive Dallas crazy. So, you know, I'm not predicting any losses, but, this was going to be a frustrating, uh, uh, you know, stretch of games. And so, you know, escaping with one win and five or two wins or, you know, as long as we're seeing some progress with the things that we've been, you know, talking about and hoping to see, uh, mainly in the form of Porzingis, it's really, you know, a, a long-term, you know, probably a long-term win for the team. Um, you'd like to see Brunson and, 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 you know, right, maybe step up some of their decision making uh, during during the stretch. But again, you know, these are guys who are not going to be primary ball handlers for the team. They're they're bench guys, so they're doing the best they can with what they have. And uh, you know, past that, there's probably not a lot to talk about. I do want to focus on one more thing, which I did write about in my recap. If you missed it, 
I would, I'm, I'm being unfair here, but I need to know what Justin Jackson thinks he's doing when he gets in these games. He played 12 ineffectual minutes tonight. He had a couple of free throws. He had one floater go down. He had no rebounds. He, on one play, it was in the third, he tried to, to go around and swipe a rebound that uh, Jason Tatum got, and Tatum was his man, so Tatum pushed the ball ahead because he noticed that, that uh, Jackson was coming for the steal, and the ensuing cross matches that had to happen because someone had to pick up uh, Tatum from going all the way to the rim resulted in you know Tatum running a high screen and roll and then getting a great look at a three because the Mavericks were scrambling on defense. And that was caused entirely because Jackson did something that he really shouldn't have. There's no reason for him to. Uh, he's a six foot nine guy who doesn't use his height in any functional way. And I just don't, I don't understand what's happening. Uh, he's had some good games. He'll probably have some good games again, but this is why I, you know, Josh and I in particular were a little bit skeptical of him coming into the year. He's, you know, a whole bunch of skills, a whole bunch of talent, and he's simply never been able to tap into it for any consistent amount of time. Um, you know, but again, this is me being unfair. I, you, you struggle for stuff to talk about in a game like this, and you really just want to move on to the next one, which is what we're going to do. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. I'm sure Josh and I will probably be back Friday. I know I'm covering the game, so I will definitely be here. And as always, thank you for tuning in. This has been Kirk Henderson with Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Everybody have a good Thursday. 